Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to everything you need to know about music. Where tonight I, Jason, am sitting with my friend Kevin. Say what's up, Kev. Hello, listeners. Hello, Jason. And Michael. Say what's up, Mikey. Hello, Jason. And Mikey tonight is going to do someone for us that I I know who you're doing. Yes, you do. And this is a band that you attached yourself to greatly during a time where for some reason I didn't. Yes. And well after they formed. Yeah. Uh, I went back and went through their catalog very deeply. Yeah. So I have a lot of questions as to why you might think, because you and I have been friends since seventh grade. Yes, we have. And have been on, I would say, a correlation mark of 90-something percent in music. And yet, for some reason, I didn't attach myself to this band. I don't know how you did and I missed it or what happened in your life (laughs) that you attached to them. And... Now that I'm getting to know the band more through vapors of the things that I know that they're involved with and things that have happened in the media and stuff, everybody loves this band but me. It's a huge band. It's a huge band. And then when I learned more about the history of some of the things, which I'm sure you're going to get into, it's a band I really should have known, huh? I think you should have listened to them more. Yeah. I agree. Well, Jason, I have to say it's possible that I know even less about this band than you. Yeah. That does I, make me. Feel I only old. know the lead guy. That's it. Okay. I, I don't know anything else, and I know like three songs. Now I might know more as he plays them, but right. well, I, I hope I teach you guys something today. That's what this whole thing is about. Absolutely, and that's why we did this. And it's really cool to have you doing it because we grew up together and listened to music together and kind of found music together. And there were so many times where you would show me something and be like, "Oh, I got this," or "I got that," and then I would learn about it, and, and then vice versa, I would show you something, and, and we shared so much music together, so it's kind of fun to do it in this platform for you to share something that is such a big deal to me, I'm sorry, such a big deal to you, and then kind of show it to me this way. And it is quite different from the classic R&B yes. and the hip-hop and the stuff that you guys you know, the, listen to a lot Dr. of. Dre for and sure, Bone, for sure. we listened to together right. in college. Yeah, yeah. Far so far how far. do you so, want to so do this? Let me set the foundation <laughs> Okay, first. please. Because you mentioned when we met, right? And right around that time, uh, just over thirty years ago, right, there was something in the music world that changed. There were still music videos on, on MTV, right? We didn't have cell phones. Different time, right? But this song came out that I'm going to play right now. Okay. Oh come on! Wait a minute. What? You don't know this? You know. No, of course I know oh. the song. What year? 1991. 1991. Okay, yeah, got it. For sure. Awesome. And this song, of course, is? This is Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. Okay, and you're starting here. I kind of am guessing why. Does Kevin know why? Oh, yeah. You do know. In fact, one of my questions for him was going to be, were you a Nirvana fan knowing... You know, the wait. We need to say because we haven't even said it yet. Who are we doing tonight? We need to say and tell everybody who are we doing. So tonight we are doing the Foo Fighters. Right. Okay. So you're starting with Nirvana. Why? I'm starting with Nirvana because that is when most of the world learned who Dave Grohl was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who okay. founded the Foo Fighters? Correct. So that Got song it. you just that's, heard, that's jamming dying. on the drums, was Dave Grohl. That's. 50 to 70% of everything I know about the Foo Fighters. Okay. Well, you're going to learn more. Okay. (laughs) This is great. All right. Go ahead. So that song changed rock and roll. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll give you that. It's number five on the Rolling Stone 
500, top 500 songs of all time. Is it number five? Yes, it wow. is. Wow. Okay. It's uh, it, giving credit for basically killing hair metal. Hair metal was done because of this song. Yeah. And it brought grunge to the forefront. No yep. more Poison. No more Cinderella. Right. Yeah. Tough days. No, okay. I, you know, I was a Guns N' Roses guys. guy. Right. Yeah. But All gone. I never, at the time, I did not get into Nirvana. No, we didn't. Later no. on in life, I did. I did not either. Yeah. You know, when, when you and I, the closest we got to, if I remember correctly, uh, getting into Nirvana was when they came out with Nirvana, the MTV Unplugged. Right. I remember driving with you to the mall to buy that album, or to yep. buy that CD. Yep. That is as close as we got to it. We never were fans, but that album was really well done. That performance was really well done. It was great. It, and so Grohl was day. the drummer on that. He was the, he was the drummer on Nevermind, which had Smells Like Teen Spirit, yes. which is what made Nirvana blow up overnight. Got it. And he, forgive me, Nirvana was three guys, right? It three was guys. three members. It was so Kirk. Cobain, obviously. Right. Chris Novacellic on the bass. Mm-hmm. Dave Grohl on the drums. Who he was actually the fifth drummer of Nirvana. I was going to ask, oh. was he there from the beginning or no? no so he didn't he start until Nevermind. He did not start no until Nevermind. Correct. Okay. Didn't so know that. He happened to be there when their big hit came out. They became an overnight sensation, and the rest is history. And from what I understand, he's a really good drummer. He's an excellent drummer. Right. Yeah. D- Basically rated top 25 on, on most lists you'll see, top 50 at, at the very least. That's awesome. He's Wait. an excellent drummer. And am I, allowed to, am I allowed to ask a dumb question? Sure. He doesn't play drums, though, for Foo Fighters, does he? He does not play drums for Foo Fighters. <laughs> okay. All right. That's what I thought. <laughs> he sings in guitar. Which makes it really tough for the drummer of Foo Fighters to be playing for one of the best drummers right, of all that's, time. Right. That's, wow. that's a good point. And I'll get into that. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 Kevin and I look at Nirvana each other. Nirvana had okay. major success. They toured the world. Three yeah. years they were at the top of the rock scene mm-hmm. all over the world. Um, of course, tragically ended in 1994 when Kurt took his own life. Mm-hmm. That's right. Took a major toll on Dave. So 91 to 94 was it? They, um, Nirvana was around in the late 80s. Um, okay. They didn't make it big, really huge until 91. Okay, till that song. Got it. All right. And Kurt actually, you know, I'm sure someone else would do a Nirvana podcast and he... he didn't like the fame. He didn't like playing Teen Spirit over and over again. Right. He had his own demons. Got it. Okay. And so in 94, after Cobain's death, uh, Dave moved back to Virginia. Okay. Which is where he grew up. Okay. And uh, while he was touring with Nirvana, he had been writing songs. Uh, he would bring his guitar, even though he's a drummer, write songs. He never shared them with Kurt because wow. he considered Kurt a genius and wasn't sure they lived up to his standards. Oh, but wow. Just always writing he he's a student of music loves music how old of a guy was he when he was in nirvana he was 22 21 22 when he joined okay so, oh, so wow. yeah so he's young so he's still wow. right around 50 then now he's 53 53 wow. um so did he write anything for nirvana or did kurt write he all co-wrote of he co-wrote some a, of it and he actually i think he has lead credit on one song which the Foo Fighters still play. Oh, because wow. He, because he has the rights. Yeah, I got it. Oh, yeah. wow. So he went back, wrote some additional songs at, at, in Virginia. Took some, he took a few months, first of all, just to get his mind straight. Uh, Tom Petty actually asked him to tour with him oh, wow. on a couple gigs and offered him a full-time job. Oh, I didn't know drummer, that. As the drummer for Tom Petty. Oh, wow. Oh, that's cool. And Dave made the decision, you know what? I'm going to try something on my own. So what he did was he booked time at a studio in Seattle. Okay. 
and recorded all these songs he's been writing. No kidding. He recorded 15 songs in five days. Whole what? So, so it's, you know, you know what? That, that's unbelievable to to do it that fast. Yeah, three songs a day, unheard of. So is it kind of like a George Harrison thing? I'm looking at Jason. Maybe where, a, remember little Harrison little had all yeah. those songs from the Beatles, and yeah. then all things must pass. And, and yeah, and all things must pass came, right. and, he, and he basically dumped all of those leftover songs that the Beatles didn't want right. or didn't think were good enough, and right. they were amazing. But in this case, you're saying that Dave just he didn't he even, didn't really he didn't auction even show them. right yeah to Kirk because he thought Kirk. Right. It was so far ahead. Okay. Yep. yep. But, you know, he felt comfortable enough to say, I'm going to put it on here. I'm going to make a, a record or at least a demo yeah. and see how it's received. So he did that in five days, put it on a cassette oh, and no kidding. labeled it Foo Fighters because he didn't have anything better to come up with. You know, he was into the UFO. You Wait, know, what, does that, what does that mean? You guys so explain that to it, me. What does it, that mean? There was some military UFO force that apparently were called Foo Fighters. Oh, no back, kidding. Back in the World War II. I believe it was World War II, but sometime in history. that was, What? And he didn't want it to say Dave Grohl. He just wanted to, to give it to people and, and say, here's oh, this, here's this know, band, right. Foo Fighters. And what's interesting about this demo, and I'm about to play the first song from the first demo. Okay. So, Kevin, it's a leadoff. It's their first single, written by Dave Grohl. Okay. okay. Dave Grohl on drums, Dave Grohl on bass, Dave Grohl on guitar. Oh, come on. And Dave Grohl on lead vocals. He did the entire thing himself. No so, way. Okay. So, so to do another Beatles parallel, it's, yeah. it's like yeah. Paul McCartney right. playing yeah. all okay. the spots, which he did on his first yep. album. And, and the Beatles and Paul McCartney especially are a big influence. Big influence Dave. on Dave. Okay, cool. So here is the first single from the Foo Fighters self-titled first album. And it's called just Foo Fighters or is it, was it still a demo? Like, did they make it into an album? They made it into an album, and the demo is the album. They oh, never no kidding. It. So the tracks that he went in and actually recorded are the tracks that they used. He didn't redo them. Correct. So no it's really, kidding. It's, it's a Foo Fighters album, but it's just Dave. Oh. No kidding. Yep. All right, I'm excited for this. All right, go ahead. Here we go. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, 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 sorry. Am I going to know this? It was a single. It was released. You may. Okay. What year? 1994. Four, I believe. Okay. 94. 94. Maybe, maybe no, actually I'm find it. Like, no, no, no. Okay, hit me. I'm ready. Here we go. Visiting is pretty. Visiting is good. Seems that all they ever wanted was a brother. This could be a that kicks in. We can keep I don't know it. I don't think I know it. thought you might. Rocking. He did every part. Wow. Wow. So, not my favorite song in the album, but I do like it. There, okay. there are there are better better songs. What's the name of that song? This is a call. A call. This is a call. Wow. This is a call. Um question for you did dave was he self-taught was he classically trained he was self-taught all self-taught all okay. those instruments he he says he can't even read music i love that but he plays all these instruments i love that he writes music his dad was a a, a flautist oh yeah yeah that's right um very very good but never did it professionally could dave says he could have but he went into politics and <laughs> no kidding um, so there's there's talent in the family wow that's cool yeah. So, um, were the fifteen tracks that he made in those five days? That's what made that first album. Was that the lead hit? 
Or was that the lead single, I should say? It was the lead single, first song, yes. And now that you love this band so much and you look backwards, how is that album? Like, how has it held up? I would put it in the top seven. So they whoa, really, whoa. They how have, many albums have, do they have? Yeah. Ten. Ten. Ten albums? They have really some side projects, too, and a right. live album, but they have ten studio albums. It, well, I had no I mean, idea. They've been around they were, since 94. So. Yeah. I, I didn't know they were that, like... Um, Prolific? Yeah. Um, and the name of the album, is it just Foo Fighters? It's just is Foo it? Fighters. Eponymous. Oh, okay, cool. Eponymous. I love that. So the demo was well-received, and Dave wanted to go on tour. Okay. So obviously, he can't play every instrument by himself <laughs> right. in a concert, <laughs> so he had to build a band behind him. I'm going to play you a song from a band where that had just broken up, Okay. and Dave got two of the guys from this band. Okay. Are they from Seattle? They're called, the, I believe they were LA. Okay. But they're called Sunny Day Real Estate. All right. Sunny Day Real Estate. There's some similar flavor there. Too. Yeah. Got heavy drums. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So... On drums is William Goldsmith. Okay. And on bass is Nate Mendel. Okay. So now he, he rounded out those guys. And although there were only three members to Nirvana, they did have a touring guitarist with them called Pat Smear. Oh. He was also a member of The Germs, which was an iconic punk band oh, yeah. if you're into punk. Um, I hadn't heard of terrible, them. Terrible, by the way. <laughs> yeah, really? For, for, well, for a guy that doesn't like punk like me. <laughs> pretty, oh. pretty extreme punk. <laughs> oh, it's like, hard, okay, it's like okay, hardcore okay. punk. Wait, sorry. Can we just apologize there? Because before you go into how you build the the, um, the band, the question I think has to be asked, why didn't he want to play drums, though? Why did he decide to come front and be a guitarist slash singer? Like, isn't that that's a, a big... That's a great question. It's his band. He wanted to be a front man. Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah. Okay. He, uh, he wanted to challenge himself. Because most drummers are really quiet, reserved. I want to be back here. Put a sheet over me. I don't so, want to see anything. So the world, myself included, the little I knew about Nirvana, I never saw Dave speak. I assumed oh, yeah. he yeah. was shy. Yeah. Well, the other guy. Right. 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 It was or the Kurt, bass player. Right? Yeah. Right. I, I assumed he was a shy guy, but uh, as we've seen, he's not. Right. He's, he's <laughs> an excellent sure. front man. Yeah. And I think he wanted to take on that challenge. Oh, that's and, cool. And All right. bring the drummer with him. Got so it. like Phil so, Collins, he's like one of the rare guys. Right. That, that yeah, right. can come out from it the drums and yeah. From, or came out okay. from the drums. Yeah. All right. Okay, cool. So now Dave completed his band. They went on a small tour. They drove a red van around the country, small venues, playing playing this album. Okay. Fighters album and it was very well received however as you heard it had some notes of nirvana mm-hmm. yeah right okay sure. and yeah. some of the diehard nirvana fans really oh. resented dave for that gotcha really to which he said they said why you know why would you go out and start a band that sounds just like nirvana to which he said what big drums and big guitars because yeah. that's what i do yeah right right, right all right yeah right. as do a lot of rock and yeah roll i was guys. gonna I say mean, right? it's not that close where it's like but okay all right so now they've made a name for themselves and they're ready to make their second album okay so they they got a proper re- recording studio full band and went to make their second album called the color and the shape okay so this album contains the first foo fighters song that i know of that I remember hearing. That, okay. Oh, okay. That you right. heard yeah. somewhere on, on the radio. Like radio or something, or somewhere, like and you're like, well, who's that? I will tell you where I heard it. <laughs> what year was this, by the way? This was this 95. Out? Okay. Uh, so, I'm sorry, 96. 96. Okay. All right. 
So they recorded the album. It was finished. Dave went back and listened to it and didn't like it. No kidding. The whole album? He didn't like Most it. of the album he did not like. Ugh. So he called up Nate and Pat and said, hey, let's go to L.A. and re-record some of the songs. And Nate said, well, what about William? He goes, no, don't tell William. We're just oh, going to no. go there. So they went back to record a couple songs, and Dave played the drums. Oh, no uh, kidding. Of course, he went, of course he wouldn't like the drums. Right? <laughs> by, by the end of it, they re-recorded the whole album with Dave on drums. Oh. No way. Dave on drums and on guitar. Right. So oh, unbeknownst to the drummer. Unbeknownst to the drummer. Oh, when he found out from Nate, because they were buddies, he was not too happy about it. Well, sure. Dave said, look, I still want to have you on tour. I'm sorry. You know, I'm just... Yeah. It, it wasn't right for me. I had to do it. And to which William said, I quit. He's out. Oh. So now, now they don't have a drummer. Wow. So Dave had to go looking for a drummer. And he called up uh, a, f- a friend okay. named Taylor Hawkins. Uh, who was playing with a bigger act than Foo Fighters at the time. Do you guys know who he was playing for? No. No clue. No. I don't know who he was until he just died. Yeah. It's a, it's a female. Oh. A female-led band? It's a female-led band. Rockin' band? Probably like the rock- biggest female act in 1996. The Breeders? No. Uh, just think of a single artist with a backup band. Who was the biggest female artist in the rock space in 1996. In the rock space? Well, I was going to say Shania Twain. Kind of like grunge rock, right? Oh, Corny Love. Nope. No. no. Was that, what was her band? Hole? Oh, yeah, Hole. No, That's no. right. Uh, what? She had some female anthems. Wait, are Alanis we... Morissette. That's correct. Yeah, nicely done. Nicely done. So Dave asked Taylor, do you know any drummers that we could get for the Foo Fighters? And Taylor said, how about me? No I'd like kidding. To join the Foo Fighters. Oh, that's awesome. So he wanted to leave Alanis Morissette he, to go he, with the Foo he, Fighters. He left Alanis Morissette. That's a join, great story. To hey, join a brand new band. The that Foo is a good story. That's a great can, story. Can we back up one second, though? Yes. All right. So Dave wanted to re-record the whole album with him and drums. So yes. is he is he a, a perfectionist then by nature? Or he seems to be a perfectionist. <laughs> okay. Okay. You yes. would think, right? Yes. Holy. Uh, when it comes to the, you know, he's a very. Uh, funny guy laid back but when it comes to the music he's extremely serious got it got it yeah so now they now they have their new drummer right and they go on tour for color and the shape they start getting bigger and bigger right and he and likes clearly what this drummer can do and new, the he's, new, right. he's happy with taylor hawkins um T- taylor does a great job so during this tour the song that i said is the first song i remember yes yeah Nate Mendel was quoted as saying, when I heard this song for the first time is when I knew the Foo Fighters were going to last. Oh, really? Okay. And, and I didn't know it was the Foo Fighters at the time. I knew, when, when, I, if it came out in 96, when did you hear it, do you think? I think 99. Okay. All right. And so the reason I heard it is because it was from the movie Varsity Blues. No kidding. Oh. All right, let me see if I'm going to recognize this. I've never seen that movie. That was a big movie when we were a kid. You guys are still in college, right? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Great song. Yep, you did. I'm not sure I know this. Yes, Come you on, do. Kevin. Yes, you do. You're going to know it in 10 seconds. As soon as you hear the voice. 
You know what's funny? I didn't know this song was that old. No? I don't know this song. I actually... Okay. All right. Wow. I got one over Kev. Yes! <laughs> Wait, could, could we just... Can we just go... Could, I know he's going to know the song because... Watch. When he gets to the chorus, can you just go to the... Just, okay, just play the one. Watch. Just watch. Great tune. Do you still love it as much as you did back then? Oh, it's so good, right? One of the best. So I make fun of you sometimes because I know how much you like the foos and how little I know about them. However, that song is on a lot of my running mixes because it's such oh, a good oh, tune. And the way it builds, it's so good. I'm proud of you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, only, you only get one, though. That's the only one. No, that's not true. I think no, no, I have two. There's two. I know two. With this album brought a big tour, an international tour. And Dave, being Dave, was old school, night after night, place yeah. after place, travel all the time, yeah, tour, just concert after concert. Right. Pat Smear, being the oldest of the group, and had toured with Nirvana quite a bit, right. decided he didn't want to be part of the Foo Fighters anymore. Oh, the no. travel was too much for him. So he's hitting it hard. He's hitting it hard. Big, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we're talking... 10 months on the road. Every night. Every night. Yeah, got it. So now Pat's gone, so oh they, need to, they need to fill another spot. Pat was the bassist? He, Pat no, was the, the guitar, touring guitarist. The touring guy. guitarist. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So Dave uh, called his old friend, Franz Stahl, who was the founder and lead singer of Scream, which is actually the first band Dave played for as drummer when oh, he was 17. Oh, no way. <laughs> and so now Franz Stahl joined them to... Uh, got it. To start their third record got it awesome okay wait are you going to the third record i'm about to so wait let me ask though on that record you just played i think the only song i know everlong is everlong on that one that you just played or no it's on the album i just played yes okay yeah okay that was the other song i knew too okay same with me so we're okay. on the going forward we're, we're we're in the dark together excellent okay, okay. excellent <laughs> excellent so here's another wrinkle Right before they go to start to record the third album, the band decided that Franz wasn't gelling with the group. Oh, jeez! So Dave had to fire his old good oh, buddy. Oh no! And tell him it wasn't working out. All the members agreed. Just creative differences, whatever they call. Oh crap! Uh, chemi- yeah. chemistry, chemistry. The chemistry yeah, wasn't sure. there. Yep. So oh now, my god! So now they went back to Virginia. Dave bought a house, and they recorded the third album as a trio. No kidding. So they didn't like bring in Eric Clapton. Yeah, or some, right. You're uh, some or Van Halen. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No kidding. No. And Dave this time wanted to take his time. So sorry. Again. So sorry. So you get rid of the, let's say, rhythm guitarist or whatever other guitarist. So now Dave's got to do both of those. You got your bass player and your drummer. Correct. So he's got, it's a trio. Or he's more back to his Nirvana days, right? And in a way. Was, yeah. That's a good that point. A trio that's yeah, a good I point. don't know that for sure. It might Holy just be smokes. the Nirvana kind of structure. That's tough. That's really tough. It's tough. Are they, are they, they're relatively big at this time. I mean, that album was pretty, pretty big, that right? That second album? It was a big album, yeah. Yeah, they, they aren't what they are today, but they were definitely known. You know, okay. they were on it, they were on MTV, TRL. Yeah, 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 know, yeah. That yeah. kind of stuff. Okay. So this time they, they took their time, six months hmm. at Dave's house. He was grilling barbecue, drinking beers. And, uh, you know, he had a, he had a fantastic time. Making it? Making this yeah. album. That's cool. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play a song from the album. Would I know any songs from the album? 
I think so. Okay. Yes, you would. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. I think you would. Do you have a favorite album, and will you tell me when we get there, or have we gotten there already? It's really tough. Uh, <laughs> just like you two with Kevin, uh, <laughs> yeah. they have three or four that are neck and neck. And are you the type of person, like your brother, that will listen to the whole album and like you know, yes. the, the ups and downs and where it travels? Like, Do they care like that, or are they just hits and, or, 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 or single songs? You know, I don't know if they care about a story, so to say, Okay, but there's definitely... A theme to, is to there? their albums, okay. yes, where you know they'll do a bunch of hardcore rock songs followed by some acoustic songs. What category are they in? Are they just hard rock? So they're post grunge. Okay, post grunge. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. All right, that makes and, sense. And they eventually evolve, evolved into hard rock. Okay. okay, okay, okay. What's the song on the third album you think I would know, just for fun? Should I just play it? For yeah, you? I want to hear it. I, I, You're shaking your head, but give it time. Think so. Yeah, yeah. It took me to the chorus in the last one to know it. That's true. That's true. I usually know songs immediately or not, though. But no. Mm-mm. Wow. You know what's funny? No, but I really like it. It sounds exactly like the era that it comes from. Right, you know what I mean? Like those songs that came, what is this, mid 90s, late 90s? It's late 90s. Right, late 90s. it sounds exactly like the, all those kinds of songs and that are just. It's different than the screaming. Oh, it's not as hard. No, right, exactly. Right. It's not right. as hard right. at all. It reminds me a little Built to Spill. Do you guys know Built to Spill? Okay. No, um, I do not. Very, very, very similar sort of. Uh, it's nice sound and it's same period kind of late 90s that's pretty period. good alright so no I'm sorry I don't know that so that's the third album that's the third album so again back on tour for the third album okay. international they're flying private so they're at this huge point. They're, they're big they're, they're big, big okay, at this okay, point okay. Um, so again a lot of a lot of work um, but a lot of success hey well, going back to Dave Grohl and the fact that he was you know traveling around in a van in the beginning did he not make a lot of money off Nirvana because he didn't write any of the songs, or, or did that not make him independently wealthy? Good point. That that is a good question. I, I'm sure he did. Right. I think he's a simplistic kind of guy, okay. and wanted wanted that new band to on the road kind okay. of feeling. Okay, w- right. wanted the authentic, like you know, yeah. like we're, we're we're building something here. Yeah, okay. I mean, he was by you. no means the wealth he has today. But right, he, you know, he could eat. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> he got okay. okay, yeah. So now. Now that they're a trio, they they wanted to fill fill up the spot again. God, it seems like this happens all the time. And this is the guy. first time they had real auditions. Oh, so because they had no leads, no friends, they open open audition. Like fifty guitarists came in. <laughs> okay, and the mo- the moment they heard Chris Shiflet, Dave Dave knew they had actually run into each other years before in the L.A. punk scene. Huh. Dave remembered seeing him. And they really hit it off. I don't know that and name. Should I know that name? He he was in a couple things before Foo Fighters, but you wouldn't know. Him. Okay, gotcha. But All right. he's still with the Foo Fighters. Okay, okay, okay. So he yeah. made it. He made it the distance. <laughs> That's great. Has the band changed since then? Yes. Oh, wow. This poor guy. We're going to hear more twists and turns. Oh, my gosh. Then. Only additions since then, I should say. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, okay, Interesting. Okay. okay. All right. Got so it. now Sorry. we got the four. We got okay, right. Nate, yep. We got Dave. We guitar, got Taylor, guitar, bass, drums. And Chris. Okay. Right. Got it. Got it. However. Sorry. Does anyone else sing but Dave? 
Taylor does sing on, on some songs. They does all he? they all do a Har- little, like little harmony and back. Yes. Okay, got it. Yes. All right. So now, 2001, they start working on the fourth album. Okay. They big production this time, million bucks. Wow. Right. Good big budget. Um, Dave still wasn't happy with it. Oh my god. So Dave took some time and went uh, and played drums for Queens of the Stone Age. Oh yeah. No kidding. That's a great band. Yep. And which made Taylor extremely mad <laughs> and made Dave resentful for Taylor for not going to see him. At no the kidding. Yeah. So <laughs> why was Taylor mad? Because, because Dave just up and left for a little yeah, while. Exactly. Okay. No way. And so now this was the first really big fight with the entire band and they, they almost didn't make it. So the story is Dave was playing drums for a queen of the stone age and then playing for the Foo Fighters the next night at Coachella in 2001. Oh, okay. Back to back. Back to back. And he and Taylor just had it out, and Dave said, let's just do this one last show and, and see what happens. Wow. And Taylor came to see him play for Queens of the Stone Age, <laughs> and the next night Dave said Foo Fighters had one of their best concerts of all oh. time. <laughs> They're children. He's yeah. as little as a baby. You didn't come see me. So again, <laughs> I love it. Again, they go back to Dave's house and they re-record that fourth album. They re-record it again. Re-record oh it. My Wait, God. not with Dave on drums again, right? No, okay. no. Because <laughs> I, I think the band, band took Taylor. Holy but smokes! Without the big production, without all the money. Oh. And Dave was much more pleased. The whole band was much more pleased with with the second cut. Holy smokes! And it was a massive success. Wait, wait. So they had all they had all this production money behind yeah. them. Recorded a whole album. Decided they didn't like it, and they went like kind of back to roots. And, could you and imagine? Yeah, could you imagine spending that million and be like, "No, we're gonna we're gonna do it at the house." Yeah, that's crazy. How about that's the record crazy. company? Though? That's what that's I'm saying. Imagine their money, right? point of view. Like, yeah. just, that's nuts. It's but it's it came. It, but it came good though. It came together, and the song we're gonna play from this album is a song that Dave said is one of the most special songs for him. One of the, the he's most proud of. Oh, no kidding. And uh, it reflects on appreciating, what, although there was all this infighting, appreciating the things he had. Oh, that's kind of cool. Will I know this song? I hope so. <laughs> okay. I think you should. What's the name of the album? One by one. Okay. I know this one. Yeah, I do too. Good. Days like this? Times like this? Times like Like these. Yeah, like these. Okay. So, I think it was John Kerry that used this song. Oh, really? During his... And the Foo Fighters supported him. They're, you know, Dave's mom's a teacher. They're they're a liberal Pretty liberal political. Gotcha. This is, yeah, okay. It's a good song. Wait, let me till he gets to it. Good band, aren't they? They're just classic, good yeah. rock band. Okay. Interesting too how they've evolved from that grunge, that raw stuff right. you heard in the demo right. tape. Yes, to yes, a little more polished. You're absolutely by, right. By You're absolutely album. right. But not, but not overly produced, right? I would say. You know, I mean, maybe I that's agree. Why they went back. I agree with you. Right? I, yeah, I don't think it sounds too like. Um, 
manufactured. Yes. Dave Dave does not like manufactured, and I'll get to that. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's okay. Yeah. No, it it sounds authentic, if that's the word. Like like a rock and roll band. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you, and you can you can you can answer the question now or you can answer it later if you're gonna get to it, but um I ask Kevin this a lot because but I think it fits for the Foo Fighters as well. Um, what's the difference between the studio albums and then seeing them live? Like, so they are fantastic live. I can't, right. I can't tell you the best concerts I've ever been to. I've been to three. I was going to say, how many shows have you been, so you've been, I've been to? Three. to three. Okay. I went to one that got canceled the night of the, Oh, no kidding. Was, yeah. Up in uh, Nashville. Oh, no way. Yeah, was that a COVID just, thing or was that, that before? was a family emergency. They didn't oh, say what it was. Okay. Oh, okay. wow. Um, but I ended up going to Nudie's, a bar in, in Nashville. Yeah, yeah, And there was a band that, you know, they have fantastic bands sure. in Nashville oh, yeah. everywhere. Sure, right. yeah. And they said, since all you guys didn't get to see the Foo Fighters, we're playing Foo Fighters all night long. No way. And it was fantastic. I'm oh, drinking oh, that was three cool. for one Miller Lights. <laughs> nice. And listening to this cover band, happy as like, can be. This it was almost band. as good. <laughs> now, have you ever seen them in Tampa or has it always been? I saw the last show I saw was in Tampa. Okay, yep. okay. But otherwise, you, you've seen them in other. I saw them in Wrigley Field first. And right. then oh wow, cool! In New Orleans at the Fillmore. Oh I asked gosh, because they sound like a band that would have explosive, especially Dave, of the pictures and um, clips that I've seen of him. Explosive energy on stage has got to be like electrifying. He's he's amazing. He's amazing. He has right? Great charisma. I will say. Probably not the same voice as a Chris Cornell or maybe even a Bono. He's not. Right. He's not but, for that though. He, right. right. He, that's not right. his thing. He makes up for it with his front man. Right. Right. Just right. Stage. Yeah. He's got that swagger, like a yeah. Like totally. a Mick he Jagger. Get, he gets the crowd engaged okay. like no one I've ever that's seen. Cool. Yeah, maybe cool. a Freddie Mercury kind of. Got it. Crowd engagement. Right. So now. I mentioned they have 10 albums, so yeah. I can't go through every one of them. <laughs> as much right. as you'd uh, like to. <laughs> as much as I'd like to. Uh, so I will skip the fifth album as well. Okay, good. I got um, it. Which was actually called In Your Honor, and it was one of those that was half heavy, half acoustic. Oh, no I kidding. I really like the album, but just for time. That's sake, odd for them to go acoustic, I'll, I'll, huh? I'll tell you guys, you should go listen to it. It, it is a really good album. Okay. I would put it in those top five. Okay. But okay. I got I got more top fives I have to get to. <laughs> Fair enough. And the next one is uh, this is 2007, which is about the time that I really started getting into the Foo Fighters. Is it? Yeah. So this is the first release that I went through the entire album. And first of all, was it's this the first experience? That you, do you mean to say that? You were such a big fan of the band, and then now here comes a new release, and you're like excited to to like yeah. look at it so in I, one whole piece. I essentially stumbled upon them, you know, just from Pandora. Yeah, right, okay. right. Oh. Other yeah, songs, yeah, right, right. And right, then right. I just dug deeper and deeper, and going yeah. going on long runs, started downloading more and more, and Got just it. realizing how much I like this band. Oh, that's cool, right? It, it's a good band to run to. It for sure. The energy is incredible, but it's it's interesting because. You know, when, whenever somebody, and I talked about this with someone on another podcast, um, whenever you discover a band that already exists, you have the opportunity to look at their whole catalog at one time. Right. Right. And that's a very different experience than waiting for things to come out and, and kind of watch them evolve or, you know, for, for the time that it comes out. That's a very different experience waiting for something than it is to be able to look back on 20 years. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, it's, it's, it's totally different. Nice. No, yeah. it is. But you get to almost do like a pick and choose 
I'm going to take this from this album, that from that album. But when you work forward, you only have that one album. It's totally different. It is. It that, is. That's cool. Absolutely. Yeah. So this album is called Echoes, Silence, Patience, and Grace. Okay. All right. Again, is there huge, a big album. To that? To that, to that? Is there a significance to that title? Not that I know of. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. However, it was nominated for five Grammys. No kidding. They won Best Rock Album that year. Oh, wow. No okay. kidding. All right. Was that their first Grammy that they won then? It was not their first, but this was their most successful okay. album as far as that Got goes. It. Wow. So Am I going to know any songs? I on think this you album? will know this song that I'm going to play from, okay. from this album. And what I would say is uh, if someone from 100 years ago or 100 years from now that didn't know what rock and roll was, this is the song I would play. Ooh, mm, big okay. statement. All right, I'm ready for this. Arpeggios? No, I'll bet. It takes a while to kick in, as you can see. It's all right. I'm along for the ride. I like it. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that's how the song started. I'm embarrassed to say that. What's the name of this song? I don't know this one. Yes, you do. It's really? another one you do. Yeah, okay. I gotta hear the chorus. What's the name? Here, right here. Right. No? I like it. Yeah, it's good. The pretender. The pretender. You know what I'm embarrassed to tell you? I didn't think this was the Foo Fighters. I know, and it sounds so. Now that I. Yeah. Wow. I just want to play this part for you right here. Okay. This is the rock and roll I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. it sounds Chuck Berry. Though, it's Chuck right? Berry. I say, yeah, it's, it's 50s. In the concert, they do a little break, and he goes really Does deep he? on a tangent. Yeah. Sorry, when you say rock and roll, like, is that. Do they have elements of old rock put into this song on purpose, or is that something you're saying that like, you're pulling out of? I only know it because of the concerts. Because of the concerts, they, they do that? Into this, uh, I don't know. Because the arpeggios call it, like, in the beginning are definitely yeah. old 50s rock, and that little break is definitely Chuck Berry, little bluesy kind of right. rock and roll, hill, like rockabilly kind of stuff. It's well, a five minute break in the concert. No kidding. Like, yeah, rockabilly, yeah, whatever you yeah, want to call that. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. And that's the first time I actually realized that in this song. No kidding. Right. Oh, you that's I, I didn't like pick up on it. Sorry, I'm play, not play, me the, play me the opening five notes one more time. Just play the play the song one more time. The very beginning. Yeah. Almost, is that Stairway to Heaven? I was just gonna say. Come it's on. Almost Stairway to Heaven. Right. Isn't it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I wonder how purposeful some of those things really are. Are they taking elements from other things or not? So the last album I'm gonna cover. Okay. Is their seventh album. Okay. It what came year? Came out in 2011. Okay. Okay. And the story behind this one is uh, Dave wanted to do a garage album. Oh, okay. So they set up Dave's garage as a studio. And, of course, it's a nice garage. <laughs> I'm point, sure. Right? Yeah. Um, and in addition to that, it was all done in analog. 
Oh, no kidding. Analog, all tape. Analog to tape. Holy smokes. So no computers to mix. Master. Does, doesn't he, does he have his own studio or... Didn't he, he did a documentary about a studio, right? Is that his own studio or is... I, or, do you know this story? Sun, Sun City? Go ahead. Sound, Sound City. Sound right? City. Are you yeah. going to talk about it? Yeah. No. No. no I was also, are you maybe referring to the thing that he did? I feel like it might have been on HBO where he went to different recording studios across the country and made a song at each one of them and, and kind of brought up or brought out the feeling that each recording studio or record studio has because of the like the ghosts that are there and the feelings oh. that are there. It's a beautiful story. No, if you get a out. chance, right, Mikey? I mean, am I telling that story yeah, right? that's one of the albums is where he goes to eight different studios. Oh, they made it into oh, an album? I didn't know the that albums. they did that. Yep. Oh, no kidding. No, right. I, I have to sheepishly say that my brother-in-law bought me the DVD of Sound City, and I still, that was probably 10 years ago or whatever, I still haven't watch it yet so well mike bought me a dvd concert dvd of the foo fighters it's still in its wrapping in my closet you will hear a lot of the same things i'm talking about in that dvd (laughs) oh really okay okay (laughs) okay so in 2011 they recorded this in dave's garage and it's called wasting light it's got more members to the band pat smear came back oh wow they had uh Rami Jaffe on the organ, and they also had a, a violinist as well that was has been touring with them. No kidding. So this is a big, proper production. Yeah. It's considered by many to be their best album. Really? Um, what do you think of it? It's in my top three or four. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's it, it it's really, it's it's really good. It took me a while because it is different than their earlier work. Now, when you say garage, do you mean just because they record it in their garage, or does it have that 60s garage or, or, or even or, or even or, or, or like seattle that. grunge garage it's a, i don't think it's grunge garage you guys you guys have a better ear for that than me i think it's pretty clean but it's just that he wanted that analog tape sound okay. oh okay yeah got it you know night it was a nice production studio gotcha okay it just happened to be in his in his garage let's hear it so i do want to talk about the song i'm going to play from this okay, okay. there is a story behind it so the story is it was written about a friend of his um, but there's also references to Kurt Cobain. Oh. And he admits that he can't play this song without thinking about Kurt Cobain. Mm-hmm. It's very deep. It's very passionate. And it, Dave's voice sounds different than he does in most of his songs. Really? So I'm going to play this song okay. for you that All you right. guys, I'm, I'm going eager to, to hear it now, have not heard this song. No, okay. Another long intro. It's a little, little distortion. Wow. Yeah, the voice? Yeah. Should have known. Yeah, I should have known clearly. Yeah, that right. something was How wrong. He, he should have done something. Wow, Kurt. that's crazy. And I'm just gonna fast forward. Okay. Yeah. Time, I 
you yet. And I noticed that the bass is different in this song. Listen, okay. Here. All right. Of the passion in his voice. Wow. So, the reason the bass sounds different than the other songs, in, right. in my opinion, right. is because it's not Nate Mandel. It's Chris Novacellic oh, from, no. from Nirvana. Oh, that's wow. real. Oh, recording wow. the album, it's Butch Vig who produced. No, oh, no kidding. Oh, wow. It's the first time the three of them were in the same room since Nevermind. That's kind of cool. That's wow. kind of so cool. Can, what year was this? 2011? You said? 2011. Wow. So, so definitely uh, yeah. an homage to Kurt, even though Dave says it's not specifically Kurt. How could it not be? How could it not be? Yeah, wow. And to bring those guys in. Just, oh, yeah. Almost 20 years almost later. fuels that a little, wow, a little it's, bit more. Wow, that's strong. I but, should have known. That's, that's pretty crazy. It, Again, it wasn't a single. It wasn't a big hit. They don't play it in concerts. Oh, it's just there. But I listened to it several times prepping for this yeah, right. uh, podcast, and I like it more and more every really? time I cool. listen to it. Yeah. It's cool. And Kevin, both of you guys, I would say if you're going to start with a Foo Fighters album, Wasting Light is West, a great start. Wasting Light from yeah. 2011. Okay. No kidding. Cool. I think I it's the most it universal, I don't want to say poppy, but just universal rock album. That they've done. Okay. Love it. Wow. Was there a big hit, radio hit, off of that album? If that's yeah. the one that's kind of the hidden track that's like the most passionate and dark and, you know, meaningful to... Yes. Yes. Let me, let me play you that. Oh, yeah. Okay. I know it. This is the hit, the single? Yeah. Oh, wait. I know that. Do I? Wait, do I? No, I thought I did. Vocals are definitely different on this one. Yeah, for sure. For sure. No. No, I don't think I know it. It's good, though. That song's called Walk. Definitely Foos. That song's called Walk. Okay. Walk. Okay. And that's the album to start with. Wasting Light. Okay. All right. Got it. I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to play you one more just for fun. Good. This is the lead off, Kevin. I think this is a fantastic lead off right. song. <laughs> Definitely a good lead off run song. Okay. Taylor, especially. They're adding layers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there we go. Looking in. Ooh. Holy smokes. Yeah, that'll get the blood pumping. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah. These are my famous last words. Holy moly. And watch it switch tempos. 
Oh yeah! Wow, that's really good. That's well done. That was that was another hit off the album. Okay, so the Foo Fighters. That was 2011. Yep, the last album I'm gonna talk about here. But they've had continued success ever since. Uh, three more studio albums. Okay, those wouldn't make my top five. The last three, just personally. Okay, and I think most readers polls I've seen yeah agree say with similar me. okay yeah. so the, what does the arc look like huge in the beginning because of the demo album or kind of building during the demo album and then where was what, is, what think, does their curve look like so personally I think two through seven okay are pretty consistent it's a it's like a giant plateau okay, okay. yeah um, most people I would say three through seven are okay is, Okay. The, the pinnacle. One put him on the map. Like, oh, this is what this is what he's going to do now. Right. Two or three through now, seven. There are or, there are the hardcore that sure. say no. Of always the original. Always. The right. original was right. the best. Right. Of course. Right. Right. Of course. Sure. Of course. Of course. So now we're talking twenty-eight years. The Foo Fighters have been around. I can't believe it's that long. Years. Would you have guessed that? What, what I would have said. No. Ten to fifteen. I mean, I guess it makes sense. For it does. I know. Done. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. Because when you had said 96, 99, or ninety nine when. I, I no way they were that old. I had no idea. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Okay. Okay. So, again, I've been to three concerts. There's, you know, they tour all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, huge success. Now they're, yeah. They play. They right. played Wembley. Right. Right. They right. Sold right. It out right. Two nights right. in a row. That's wow. nuts. Uh, yeah. You just you don't get huge. much bigger than the Foo Fighters these days. Uh, you know, a band that was built from tragedy. Right. It was, yeah. It was, in a way. Uh, yeah. It was a subset of a, a tragedy or an outcome of a tragedy. And, uh, you know, I'm concerned that it's going to end on tragedy, too. You think? As, uh, just recently, Taylor Hawkins passed away right. at the age of 50 in Columbia. Right. Hours before they were due to go on stage. And no. when you say Columbia, they were in Columbia, like like the country, right? Like Columbia, the country. Or Medellin. Playing in the South. Uh, it was like a... Some kind of festival. Oh wow! Down there, um, they that's funny. A, I didn't know he was away. I thought it was yeah. Here. I mean, they yeah. are constantly international, but yep, they were they were in Colombia. Uh, Taylor, uh, you know, apparently had chest pains. They called nine one one. By the time they got there, he, he was deceased. So oh, just smoked. like a heart attack, or was it induced they, by uh, some uh, of the? So Colombian. they did find some substances in, okay. in his system, but you know, they haven't said for sure whether that was okay. the cause or not. Wow, and. I didn't mention it earlier, but he did overdose in 2002 oh, wow. on heroin and was in a coma for a couple of weeks. And oh. that is part of the reason they had their, Dave and Taylor had their big scuffle. Little riff or whatever. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. wow. So I hope they get back together. What do you think? So you're saying. Dave and Taylor are so, they're like brothers from another mother. Yeah, right, right, right. Every interview, it's Dave and Taylor. You okay. don't see Nate and Pat much or Chris much. Uh, in the interviews, they you know they're both drummers. They so get each other. So Dave must oh, yeah. be absolutely Dave de- must broken be and devastated, and, and another devastated. loss yet a, yet another, another loss to a close bandmate. His closest bandmate uh, is holy you smokes. Can, you can tell. I'm not sure he can go on at least as Foo Fighters. Wow. No. Yeah, I have a theory. Maybe he'll go on solo. Right. Or, she, I, or, I, or hope, I hope they keep going, but. I just I, I can't see how he could pick what are you gonna do now audition for new drummers or something? yeah when you go to their concert he is constantly going back to Taylor and playing playing guitar wow. as they look at that's each other his, they because, trade because that's he knows it and right. that he I mean he's that's his yep. spot yep. in a way so I to me it seems impossible but you wow. know I'm, I'm hopeful 
that there's. It'll be interesting to see on. what they do out of that, huh? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. That's sad. So I want to end this podcast <laughs> on a on a happier note. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is a song that many consider to be the Foo Fighters' best song. Oh wow! It was not a hit right off the bat. Okay. It it was a single. It came out. Didn't break the top 100. And then in 1999, I'm going back here, Dave went on Howard Stern and just spontaneously, Stern asked him to play something, and he played this song acoustically. Oh, no kidding. And Howard kept playing it over no and over, way. You know, as his, over the weeks and months because he, he really enjoyed it. And that brought, no that brought this song way up. And, uh, and now, according to the Rolling Stones readers poll for the right, Foo Fighters, right. This song is the fan it's number tops. one. They said, with a band this popular, they think it's the biggest landslide they've ever seen. It won by more than 500 votes. No really? kidding. Yep. What, and you don't, I mean, obviously you're going to play it. You don't have to say what it is yet, but was it on an album or was it always just it's, a single? Yeah, it was on an album. Okay. Okay. It was on one of their earlier albums. So Dave, when, when he wrote this song, he was recently divorced and he had just, he was starting to fall in love with someone else. Okay. And he said he had been thinking about two souls and how they become one in harmony. Okay. So he, he had the lyrics, and I wonder when I sing along with you, if everything could ever feel this real forever. Yes. Got it. Yeah. So. <laughs> Didn't think I was going to get it, Kev, but I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you got David, it? David? Oh, yeah. One, yeah. The, the, okay, cool. The wow. David, David Letterman. A, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. David Letterman considers this his favorite Foo Fighters song, and he even said it's his favorite song. No wow. kidding. I agree with Dave. It is my favorite song. This is your favorite song? My favorite song. Didn't know this about by you. anyone in the world. <gasps> really? Wow. Okay. All right. Okay. So, I so what a I great will, song to go out to. I will leave you with my favorite song and the best Foo Fighters song of all time. Well, before you do, or while you do, let me say, great job. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you for enlightening me to a band that I should know more about. And now that I'm excited to kind of get back into them. Well, I hope, I hope you do. Or learn more about them. Yeah. No, into their catalog. Yeah, for bit. sure. And for I'll sure. definitely start with Wasting. Every song right. that you played jams, rocks, oh, yeah. and is awesome. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. All right. So Let's have it. So with go. that, we'll say with thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Go ahead, Mikey. And Let's here, see. I'll leave you with Everlong. Oh, for sure.